I'm Tam. And I'm Eternally Mortal. And this is the Hidden po- Egg Podcast. I yep. almost forgot the name of the freaking podcast. That's okay, it's not a big deal. But yes, welcome to and or back to the Hidden Egg Podcast. We're happy to have you back listening to our dulcet tones. I don't know about dulcet today. A little wound up. Anxiety is not uh, doing well for me today. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to be great, though. I'm sure it'll be great. What are we watching today? We're watching Erased today. I don't know what this is. So, okay, for people who are just coming into our our podcast, this is a podcast where we talk about vulnerability. And this season, season two, we have decided to add on to that the sort of concept of watching shows and then pointing out the vulnerable moments in those shows as part of the podcast, as a vulnerability exposing. Right. Taking the rea- our reactions to these shows and showing the vulnerability that we have with these shows and what the shows pre- present themselves. And we watch them live on the Discord. I'll put the link in the description. And, and then record the discussion about them as we pause and, and reflect on it. So in that space, there will be some, some beeps... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Am I going to be making the noise? Yeah. I guess I'll be making the noise. Yeah, if you're, if you're still willing to make the noise. Yeah, it was then... just a boop, right? Yeah, it was just a boop. Okay, cool. And uh, and so that's where we will do the breaks between where we, you know, pause and, and reflect and everything. And we usually also give the timestamp. Time mm-hmm. So today we're watching Erased, which is an anime. It is on Netflix. For anybody that wants to watch along with us and then, you know, just And then we'll give time stamps for where we're at. Yeah, exactly. And um, so we'll we'll try. Sometimes we'll we'll, we'll forget. But we'll try to say this time stamp first thing when we come back from a boot. And uh, then you'll know where we're at. And you can watch up to that moment and then see what our reaction is. If you want. That's a lot of work to engage in a podcast. I totally get that. If you don't want to do any of that bullshit, I totally get that too. But we're just happy you're here hanging. So, uh... We ready to get into it? I guess we'll go ahead and get started. Um, Anything else you want to say? No. All right, here we go. Boop. Boop. Hey, welcome back. Uh, We are a minute and 11 seconds into the very first episode of Erased, and I have some some things going on. Um, First of all, I like the animation. I think it's a cool-looking animation. It's pretty standard for this time period, Um, and... Uh, I like that they kind of tied it into the real world, talking about the 2006 World Cup. Mm. I think Germany or whatever is what they said. Um, But what's fascinating is the the premise that's basically being presented to me as someone that's never experienced this anime before. This whole, like, I'm I'm, I'm scared to dig too deep within myself. Yeah. And he's at a, 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 a company that produces art, manga, it appears, is what it looks like. Yeah, and he's he's trying to get a job there as an artist. Well, it seems like he is already employed there. Maybe he's not. It just mm. seems like he is, but maybe... Well, he, I mean, they said you, you, you may not be a good fit for our company. That sounds like an interview. It's just the, the insight that the older dude had about how, like, you know, if you don't put yourself into your art, then the, your reader won't see you in your art or whatever. Yeah, and I, I definitely think that for our listeners, that's that's a very important um, element because, 
our listeners tend to also be artists. Right. Whether they're like drawing artists or writing artists or singing artists, they do tend to be more on the artistic yeah. line. And and yeah, that's a, that's a thing. If you don't dig too deep, then your your followers, your whoever's looking at your art is not going to see you in it. Yeah. And I think that that's especially true now. Because, I mean, let's be honest, uh, a good deal of the art being produced right now is just content creation, mm -hmm. like in various forms on the internet. That's a lot of what's being produced at this particular moment. And I think that the trend is in being um, vulnerable and wholesome. Yeah, well, it's not just to be wholesome. It's, it's, it's more about knowing who is writing it. Like, what are they feeling? Connecting to that person through that art. Right. To the person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And well, and and the feeling or experience that they're writing about, sure. But we don't always like we don't always care about the feeling and the experience without knowing who the person is. Like you, you can think about like okay, Mother Teresa having an experience where she rescued a baby kitten is going to feel a little bit different than if you hear about Donald Trump rescuing a baby kitten. One of those stories you're going to feel differently about than the other. Uh huh. You know and. Some people may not really be interested in one or the other. And I'm not even saying which one's better than the other because they both might, from my perspective, might be kind of interesting depending on the way it's presented. It's presented. How, dig, how deep they dig. The, and how, yeah, the author of the story that is presented to you right. about either Mother Teresa or Donald Trump, how, what is that story like? How much are the authors sharing with you? Right. And because, like, when you read fucking. Uh, Sorry, I'm going on. This is a bit of a tangent. Um, but if, when, when you read, like, you know, Lord of the Rings books, I don't know if you ever did personally. I did. But, like, when, when I read Lord of the Rings books, I was not getting to know J.R.R. Tolkien, you mm. know? I didn't get to see much of the artist in his writing except for what his imagination could provide. And maybe because I was a kid, it was more, it was a lot easier for me to connect with the characters than with the artist. But now as I get to, you know, really, really, really settle into my middle age years. Mm-hmm. I'm so interested in that artist perspective. You know, that might be what my my biggest problem is with Wheel the Wheel of Time series. Is oh. that he had a phenomenal idea and you could see that there was depth he was digging into, mm. but he was I mean, maybe he got better over the years. I never made it past the prequel. So, I don't know. Mm. But he in the prequel at the very least was just really bad at being able to piece those thoughts those of those depths together in a way that painted a picture it was more like a it's like the difference between a five-year-old getting a hold of some water paints and a you know 50 year old getting a hold of some water paints even though they may be starting at the same level like they may not either one have more like skill at watercoloring sure. one of them has more skill with their own hands dexterily mm. than the other and so they're not really starting at the same place and that's kind of how it felt reading his work was was just like you needed to work on your craft a little bit more before going into this story because it's such a great story and there's so much here there's so much gold here but the words and the paragraphs don't reflect that very easily okay so i'm going to say a thing and it's going to sound uh like contrary to you but i just want to kind of like anybody, yeah, in, anybody listening that might feel the same way i do because i am so in love with the story of the wheel of time and i'm aware that he was not able to complete it 
Yeah. And so I know. like he kind of needed to start earlier. I know. <laughs> and so right? like there's a there's a there's a feeling there. I'm not taking away from what you're saying. I totally understand what you're saying, and you, and that's a whole, totally valid opinion to have. I don't want I don't want to make sure I state state that clearly, but like. I think that that story, the way that it had to be because of the, the journey of the author mm-hmm. to not even get to finish it. Yeah, and uh, I agree. It had to start like that. And I think I that agree. specifically the prequel, I think that specifically the prequel came about, I don't know if that's for sure, I haven't researched it, but I think it came about because he got stuck at a point. Or he felt like he had to complete it. Mm. So I think that maybe so maybe the prequel actually doesn't read the same as the rest of it is what you're saying. Yeah, although I think that you might still feel like book one. Well, is I slow. did. I did try to get through book one. Yeah, book one's book I, one's and, probably and slow. And I I could I just could not get through it because it was having I was having the same difficulties, mm. but they were a little bit worse in book one than they were in the prequel. And I think you said he did the prequel after like book three. I think it was book and three. And there's like twelve or thirteen of them total. So he must 14. have gotten better. At being able to do what he was trying to do over those years. I think he completed 11, maybe 12 of them. I think 11 is how many he got done. Anyway, I'm being real quiet and, and stuff, and we're not even watching the Wheel of Time, so we should probably stop talking about the Wheel of Time. <laughs> anyway, okay. so yeah, the idea of of putting, of digging deep and, and being able to like share that part of yourself that is you in the art, and not just the idea that you're presenting with the art. That's 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 definitely a huge thing. Yeah, absolutely. Full agree. Okay, you ready? Yep. Boop. Boop. Wow. We are at three minutes, 10, three minutes, 11 seconds. Uh, if you're watching along with us, pretty impactful scene just happened, so it's probably pretty obvious where we decided to pause. Um, so now you know why I why I like this anime, right? Like, why, uh, why I was drawn to this? Well, it seems like there's a bit of a like um, uh, 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 prediction. That's not quite the word I'm looking for. And yeah, he had a he had basically a deja vu. Right. Like an immediate deja vu. Like he experienced and we saw that it truck twice, and then he experienced it again. Like you know, one of those glitch in the matrix moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, "Okay, I'm certain it." And he saw the the little blue butterfly, and he was like, "I'm certain that this is happening again." So you know this has happened before. Right. And then he's like, what's what's out of place? And I don't know how he just happened upon the truck. Like, that's what, the thing. You know what's really interesting is that during the first run of the scene, um, the truck did 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 pop out at me. when he did passed it? When he passed by the truck, when they passed, like, it was such a large truck compared to every other vehicle that he had passed at that moment that it actually was like, huh. wow, look at that truck. And then... The second time he passed it after the butterfly thing and everything, and he just like curved to follow the truck. I'm like, huh? The truck? What's about the what about the truck? <laughs> Actually, this almost looks like I, maybe I have seen this. I don't know. That seems somewhat familiar. The whole like dude sleeping and getting the premonition that uh, the dude that there's a problem. Um, but he saved that kid. That's fucking sick yeah. as fuck. That's sick as fuck. Um, just real quick. So, uh, he's delivering a pizza. And does this, and he's got a uh, co-worker that also delivers pizza that was like, Fujinara, don't eat any pizza when she left, or whatever. <laughs> I know, and he's like, why is she saying and, that? And then she, he's like, what is, is that? that joke? What is that Gen Y humor? And like, y'all know that Gen Y is millennials, right? Is it? Gen Y, Gen X, then Gen Y, then Gen Z. That's why it's Gen X, millennials, and then Zoomers. Oh. So like, that's 
are we trying are we are you is this show trying to tell me that this is a gen x boy this dude is five years older than me i guess that's interesting that they would be trying to tell me that and then also have this millennial chick that's in high school wait i mean he's 29 and this was made probably around 2006 because it references 2006 it does reference maybe a little few years after i wouldn't put it any later than like 2008 we don't have like data on this i mean i'm sure we do how do i find no it's not gonna tell us without going back because netflix kind of sucks at this but that's fine i mean i could also pull up my damn phone but it's it's not a big deal yeah whatever um but yeah that's interesting one way or another, I'm I'm sure it was like ten years ago. And I was only twenty four in two thousand six. I was eighteen in two thousand. So, yeah, twenty four in two thousand. Well, ten years ago, we would have been twenty nine, thirty, early thirties. Yeah. So, like, I don't. I I think he's part of Gen Y. I would think so too. But I mean, if it's two thousand six, that's almost twenty years ago. Because it is 2023, y'all. That's yeah. 17 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, that puts I us guess in early 20s. That's fair. That's when we started hanging out. In fact, <laughs> that might be a little bit before we started hanging out. I can't remember. No, anyway. it was... It, I, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, 2006. That was when we... That was when we started, started hanging, hanging out. The end of 2006? Yeah. yeah, yeah so like early 2006. This yeah. looks like early 2006. So, this, I guess, this story is as old as our yeah. friendship Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, we ready to continue? Yep. Boop. 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 <laughs> oh. I unpaused before I paused. Well, you know it happens. <laughs> Welcome back to our scuffed ass podcast. Oh, timestamp. Oh, six oh five ish. The end of the conversation between Fujinuma or whatever his name is and the chick Katamari. Yep. Katagiri? Katamari. Yeah, it's got Giri in it. I was thinking, like, isn't that... Onigiri? Like, yeah, Onigiri. You're cute. So I think it's Katagiri. Probably Katagiri. Um, which, uh, I don't like how they're kind of... I don't. I want to know how old she is now, because they're kind of pushing a bit of a romance angle between the she two of them. She looks like she's barely 18, if I'm being honest. Yeah, and if they put her at about... 22 23 i have no problems but if they put her at fucking 16 which it's manga maybe they do uh that's gonna be unfortunate because i hate that kind of shit but i don't know she's obviously got a driver's license and i don't know what age you have to be to be able to drive in japan so that may give more of a clue most places in the world it's 18 so well, whatever. Anyway, I I, I'm just being a weird old guy, you know, being grumpy about it. But um, so our dude with premonitions saves a life and sacrifices his own in the process. Uh, luckily, very few injuries happened to him, although he was called a casualty. Yeah, him. and and let's not forget that while he was sort of in that dream state between having the accident and waking up from the accident in the hospital, he was all like, well, this is what you get for helping people. No good ever comes of it. Basically, yeah. Like, oh, God, gross. But he was he was so inspired to do this, you yeah. know? And now, now there's two possibilities. One, deep down, he's a really good person, and he's just, like, kind of jaded by life and like cynical on the surface. By circumstances yeah. yeah but when it really boils down to it when his real character is put into motion then that character is good and, and heroic to an extent um or 
since he's had those experiences before, he just desperately wanted to try and see if he could get it to do something. Right. Because and it was all about him and had little to do with everybody else. Because having experiences similar to that myself, they do drive you a little bit crazy. Sure. Absolutely. And both can be true. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. Because she told him, she was, she was like, because you saved a kid, right? I was there. I saw it. Congratulations on saving that kid or whatever. He didn't react to that. No. He has not yet been like, oh, did the kid, is the kid okay? That's awesome. I'm so glad to hear that. Or anything like that at all. No, that's true. Also, but, but he did smile um, at his apparently boss saying that, you know, he didn't have to worry about the motorcycle, motorbike, whatever. Or the car he hit. Or the car he hit <laughs> to just get back to work as soon as possible. And he smiled at that. Yeah. At compassion being shown to him, I think. Or maybe thought toward him that he was wanted. Maybe. Because he doesn't seem to have other people in his life that really want him around. Or maybe he uh, hadn't considered the possibility that he would owe the store for the bike and the car until that moment and being relieved of a tension that you didn't know existed at mm -hmm. the same moment that you're aware of that tension is kind of potentially a smile moment. Right. Maybe. Could be a lot of things. Could be a lot of things. <laughs> but we're here to get vulnerable about it. Ready to continue? Yeah. Boop. Boop. Uh, nine minutes and 18 seconds in. 920, basically. Um, and, uh, what's the guy's name again? I don't remember. Kimu Kazu Kizu Subi Kizu Subi Su. I mean, the description says Satoru, so. Satoru? I don't know. I don't know, man. But yeah, so Satoru, he apparently just found out that he's got memories of a thing that he doesn't actually remember that happened when he was in fifth grade well, okay so what i'm wanting to pause for is that his mom was just like there after his accident he was in the hospital for two days he woke up there was barely any injuries and so they basically seemed to release him that day and he went home and his mom is in his apartment now this dude's 29 seems like his mom being in his apartment is a very weird thing and then yeah, she, she says, made him food. And she, then she says she's going to stay with him for a little while. Right. To make sure his head's fine or whatever. Right. And then that night, as he gets up to go pee, she's like, you don't have to worry about peeing when I'm around after he just thinks, oh, I don't want to have to worry about when, when, peeing when she's around. Well, let's not forget about the dynamic of she didn't wait for him in the hospital because she, and I quote, she got tired of looking at, or bored at looking at his face. Yeah, and then true. she's going to go sightseeing while she's here taking care of him. And I quote, because she's going to get bored looking at his face. So they have a very interesting dynamic. They do. They do. Absolutely. And um, then she just casually says, do you remember what happened when you were in fifth grade? Your memories. It's not actually casually. She was watching the news, which was showing that kid that he saved being a missing child. That kid had a had a flag. That it was. I'm telling you, it, it was the same kid. I'm I'm pretty sure. I don't think it was the same kid. I think it was just a story about a kid that got saved. Let's go back. Let's go back and look at it. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't that the kid? That looks like the kid to me. Not necessarily. There's no flag. Look but... at the long hair. The kid didn't have long hair. 
kid had short hair. <clears throat> okay, well, if it's supposed to be two different kids, then they didn't draw the kid very well. I understand. They, they, they look identical to There's me. a lot of similarities, certainly. Um, but, like, uh, regardless, <clears throat> yeah, th there's the story of a kid that was lost and now found. And the right. mom, while watching a news program about that, says, do you remember what happened in the fifth grade? When you were in the fifth grade, you may not remember or it might be hazy because we worked really hard to make sure you kids didn't remember anything from the event. And yeah. then. And like, why are you fuck? saying this? Like, isn't wasn't that the point? Like, I, I get that he's 29, but like, if you worked really hard to get all the kids to like not think about this stuff then like why are you telling him now right exactly that's exactly my point it's seven eight percent grade eight nine for third nine ten for fourth so you're 10 or 11 years old typically in fifth grade i don't know if it's different <clears throat> in um japan might be different but like you know you're basically let's say 10 give or take two years right in fifth grade and um now he's 29 she has had 19 years to casually bring this up while watching a news program. Why is she doing it now? Is it because he almost died? It's possibly because he almost died. Maybe. Because, you know, it but is like, still, what's the point? It's not like she's interested in spending quality time with him because she's going to get bored with his face. It's all weird. It's very weird. Um, it's also from his, because we're getting his thoughts on her. She doesn't look 52. And no, she not looks, at all. She looks young. She's got one of those, like, kind of, like, uh, raspy, hot mom voices. God, I love that voice. Honestly, she's she's very hot. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I'm super attracted to mom. Um, but uh, it's it's a wild statement to make to your son about that, to just casually break something like that after 19 years. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm curious where this goes, certainly. I think, or anything else you wanted to say? No, that, that's it. Okay. Boop. We are at timestamp 1411. Uh, Satori, or whatever his name is, uh, just gave Katagiri a ride home on his bike. Satoru. My yeah, that. bad. Yeah. Yeah, that. We're terrible with names. Yeah, we really are. Um, okay, so let's go into a little bit about how when he was a kid and he was not really being a part of the the games that people would play he befriended um either a young adult or maybe a full adult i don't know in the in the form of that dude that he named yuki who obviously did not seem like he was completely normal let's just say that right he certainly had some he seemed a bit rugged <laughs> kind but maybe not you know a little nervous yeah a little nervous it's possible that he you know had adhd was autistic some some kind of you know neuro what's the word neurodivergency neurodivergency seemed likely yeah um something but he was eventually found to be someone that was kidnapping kids it said that <clears throat> yeah that's that what it said he was he was arrested for the disappearance and i think potential murder of two children yeah and so that kind of implies that 
our 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 hero Satoru was potentially a going to be a target of this dude. So you know, his life was in danger, which is probably what his mom was talking about. Um, but then he had another moment, another revival moment. That's what he calls the butterfly thing. Yeah. So him and his mom went grocery shopping. It looks like, and while walking out of the store, there was another revival moment where. If I'm not mistaken, um, he was looking around to try and figure out what the fuck happened because nothing really seemed too out of picture. Yeah, but interestingly enough, his mother, which makes sense why she would notice the thing that was off, uh-huh. noticed a man walking away with child, a child that something seemed off about it. Right, and I kind of clocked it a little bit too, you actually. Did. Yeah. You did. You're and, like, oh yeah, I see it. <laughs> and... uh way before they actually really honed in on it (laughs) and uh so she kind of like gave the dude the eye like was watching the dude walk away with the little girl and then when he drove off he left the little girl behind she was still there so he did not do anything but the kind of implication is that maybe he would have and maybe that was what the revival moment was all about and even though satoru himself did not clock it happening he said something to his mother which made it to where she clocked it yep and probably potentially prevented it seems like that's what it seems like so we are now home from that event no 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 no, no. he took the co-worker girl home she stayed over and helped out with dinner and had dinner with them and everything which was a cute little moment but she's apparently in high school i assume late high school because his mom said i thought you were too young but you're not to, to be dating but you're not it's a shame that you're not dating my my so i i assume that she's 18 about to graduate from high school maybe i'm still not 100 percent sure that i clock because those words that you said that she said i think also could potentially mean that she's not 18 uh, and uh, i'm not happy about it but i will we'll see as the show goes along i'm sure it's fine i'm sure she's just 18 but like i just don't like the words they're yeah. just making me unhappy I, I understand. and grumbly but yeah, I forgot. So after, and this is this is getting to be wild to me, honestly, because like after this whole event of supernaturally using a premonition to potentially save a young girl's life, right? This coworker of Satoru's, this high school girl coworker of Satoru's, magically appears and starts interacting with them, and then like his mom invites her over for dinner. And then starts being like, yeah, you should you should just spend the night. And it's like, Jesus fucking Christ, mom. <laughs> um, so, like, I'm not, I don't really necessarily trust the high school girl either. You just don't trust any of them, do you? Mm, not yet. I think that's probably where Satoru's at, is that he doesn't really trust anybody. That's probably why he doesn't have anybody meaningful in his life. Possibly. Because he doesn't have like for whatever reason he's just grown to not trust anybody and we're seeing all of this through his lens which is why you know the distrust of his mom and the distrust of his co-worker is even there well you see okay yeah but for me i'm what's the timestamp again where are we at uh 14 12 14 10 something like that that. i'm 14 minutes and 10 seconds into this anime and i don't trust the high school co-worker to be human like I, from my perspective, she might be like an ancient spirit from okay. 
times gone past or like a demon or an alien or something and the same could be said of all three of these characters honestly because uh well not just not not sold on anything yet there's a little bit of supernatural stuff happening and so i'm not quite sure how far the supernatural will go usually it doesn't go much further than this like i expected some huge changes in in freaking fruits basket too but it really just kind of stayed at the whole people turn into animals thing right that was basically it yeah that was basically it <laughs> so that's probably all it's going to be for this too but i allow for the possibility okay i'm you ready uh, i'm done ranting are you ready mm. Boop. Boop. wow <laughs> okay we've uh we're giving let's do a little bit of timestamp it's time the credits stamp, we're, in, we're at, at the, the end. beginning like, of the credits yeah there's oh we can't even we're gonna watch the credits though fine oh good there we go uh, so twenty one, twenty three. It's the end. We've watched the series. We were we've watched the end of the first episode. I don't know that we need a timestamp for that. There might be uh, an after credits sequence. I, I look, 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 look. None. We. I still want to listen to the ending song. Okay. So the ending song starts at roughly whatever I just said a minute ago. Twenty two, sure. thirteen, or whatever. Twenty one, thirty. Yeah, it's 2120. 2120. <laughs> exactly. Cute. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> oh, shit. What even happened? Okay, so. So much. God damn. His, like. So, he, uh, maybe something happened before this, but, like, his mom started to go on this, like, whole journey. Like, oh, he did prevent a kidnapping. He absolutely did prevent a kidnapping. Oh, but JK. What? Because she was like, hi, oh, I'm just kidding, actually. When when she said it to him. Oh, to him, yeah. When yeah, he came but then in. but then she like kept thinking about it, and then we we got to kind of see a little bit of her thought process of like I've seen that man before. He was trying to hide his identity from me. Who was that? Who was that? Who was that? And then she like in the supermarket cracked, buying, cracked some... a leak or something. Yeah. <laughs> when she finally re realized who it was, because she apparently knows this kidnapper guy. Yeah, and. Also, by the way, everyone in the supermarket like turned to look at her when she cracked a leak, and it's like, wow, what a real stuffy supermarket that must be. Anyway, um, but yeah, so she like had that whole like journey of it. Yeah, and she made a phone call to somebody that we don't know. Right, and she like wrote a note or something. She wrote a note. And she was definitely she was like, I have to tell Satoru. I have to get. To, I have to talk to him about what happened. Right. It's finally time to tell him what happened. Right. And I should have believed him. Because there was a scene of him screaming, it wasn't Yuki, it wasn't Yuki. Right. Saying that the, the kidnapper, the person that killed those kids, was not his friend from earlier. Huh. And then... And then she was stabbed. Yeah. And it was it was the same guy that we had seen earlier with the kid. It looked the same different. Same eyes. He had the same eyes. The eyes were the same, but like the facial hair looked different to me. That's possible. I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he looks different at times. But anyway, Maybe. um, and it seems like Satoru got home as the killer was leaving. Yeah. Although he kind of like bumped shoulders with him, got a look at the glimpse of, of the eyes, of the eyes, and then like saw that his door was open and turned back to look at the dude, and, and the he dude was disappeared. Gone. Yeah. So. And then he went in and found his, his mom dead. 
And then his fucking neighbor or landlady or whatever happened to walk by the open door and be like, hey, your mom gave me some curry and I'm just returning the dish. And then saw the blood and screamed and freaked out. And then the cops came to basically arrest him. And then we, we, get the, we get the impression that everybody's like pinning it on him because he had blood on his hands. Right. Which like, there's blood all over her. Yeah. It's pretty reasonable for somebody that you love. If you see them and they're hurt, you're going to go. You're not going to think about getting blood on yourself. You're going to think about, I need to help this person. Right. It's a loved one. And, and he doesn't know when it happened to know whether or not she can still be saved. Like the blood on somebody's hands isn't enough. But he panicked anyway. Yeah, he panicked. We don't know that everyone's going to necessarily actually treat him that way. It seemed like it, but the show might be doing that to show us his perspective. Well, for all we know, the neighbor might have been screaming just because there was blood on his hands. She might not have... Okay, implicated him. She might not have actually thought that he did something to right. her. Mm -hmm. Because he looked pretty freaked out in that moment. And if I saw somebody like that, I would have been like, you know, what did you just walk into? Are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah. Right, exactly. So we don't really know if anybody was actually blaming him. But he, he, he gets, gives us the impression that he believes everybody's blaming him right and then there is a revival because he starts getting taken down the stairs by the cops then there is a revival that brings him a few seconds back and he starts to run from the cops which implies a couple of things and we don't know if it's real or not but or if i'm actually right about this or not but if a revival happened during a moment of him being highly stressed then that means that he does indeed have some sort of control over it Possibly. Well, the other times he wasn't stressed at all. He was completely relaxed. Right. It happened because of outside circumstances. Right. But if he's able to actually access the power when under great duress, then that means something, and it will mean something going forward in the show. Hmm. If hmm. We'll, see, we'll see if that happens. Yeah. Um, and then. And then. <sighs> no, and then. And then. We do another revival, another uh, brief glimpse, a hard take, because like every time these revivals happen, there's a there's a strong audio cue of it happening. Yeah, it's a very distorted, um, grind, grindy uh -huh. sound. Yeah, um, and then we just get from first person perspective of our 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 protagonist trying to think to himself, where am I? What's going on? Uh, another one happened. Where what's where where are we at now? And him getting slapped on the back by a kid and then turning a corner and seeing his fucking elementary school. Yeah. And then I think we get a vision of a, a, shot at him, a shot at him. And then, yeah, it tells us 1988. And he should be about 10, roughly, give or take a couple right. years. And so that means that he is about five years old, three to five years older right. than us. So, yeah. um, well, more than that, 88. That's 78 is when he was born. Yeah. So it's five years older than me. Four years older than me. Five years older than me. Yeah, okay. That that does add up. Mm. I just can't math. That's fine. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> anyway, so I wonder if now the rest of the show is going to be back in time. If the rest of the show mm -hmm. is going to be him, because it looks like he's been able to maintain his perspective as a 29-year-old adult. That write that 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 writes and draws manga and also delivers pizza inside right. the body and mind of a ten year old. Right. So 
if that's going to be the show that we're going to watch, that's going to be interesting. I am kind of interested in that. Um, and that's a, a good point to, uh, to, to bring up right now that at some point I would like to start watching episode two of things. Yeah, we will. Um, I don't know if that's going to necessarily be now, but there are a lot of, like erased is one that I'm, I'm really excited about. Like actually us getting to the end. And there's, there's a lot of, um, erased is one of the shorter ones. Like I think it's got 12 episodes or something. Mm. Let's see. Uh, yeah, 12 episodes. And so they're not, it's not a super long series to commit to. Um, but I, I changed the, um, the article where I put all the different shows and stuff that we're thinking about doing these with. Mm -hmm. And I added how many episodes they have or how many seasons they have. Okay. And I, I sorted the shows by like half hour long ones and over and a half an hour ones. Because mm. like there's some that are anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour and a half for the episode. Fringe is an hour and a half episodes. Yeah. Three seasons worth. Uh-huh. It's insane. It was quite a, it was quite a commitment that it we was. made to it. I forgot completely how much of a commitment Fringe was. And so we may never actually get around to that. We just have to understand that, like, you know, we're going to have to take it in segments, you know? We'll yeah. take we'll take 10-minute segments of the show and then and then talk about them for a few minutes and then move on. Right. Because, like, like, we don't have to do – because, like, what a lot of people have to do with reaction content is go along with the content that they're reacting to. And cutting some of that content is kind of difficult for them, to be honest. But we're not including any of the content that's originally here, which reminds me, and I should say this every episode – Go check out the original content that we're checking out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, everything that we're watching is something that we want to watch. And so we like this content. We like, you know, the fact that the artists created it. So go check out go check out Erased. It's an interesting show. Know that it is a bit difficult in that first episode. And honestly, the it, it's, it's, it's your average anime, man. You know, don't expect all of... Don't expect it to be like rainbows and roses should get you look at you your know. content warnings yeah, right exactly um, and you know i think that the people that like to go into stuff cold like me are willing to accept anything that happens i've watched some pretty dark and traumatic shit in my time because i like to go into things dark and i'm not going to blame people for <laughs> recommending me something and being like oh that was not the content i was expecting it's like no it's fine but so. yeah we we like a breadth of of content types we definitely do. and usually we like a lot of depth to it so but we started we've now started four shows i think we can probably just immediately rule out black mirror because uh it didn't seem to really fit our vibe very much yeah but um i Which am just sad because episode two probably does fit the vibe a little bit but like the entirety of the series is maybe a little bit too heavy hitting maybe uh if we ever get you know because I kind of do miss interacting with our audience. Um, but if we ever do get any, any like you know stronger audience reaction in a way, then and they they demand Black Mirror, then we'll we'll consider it. But I think we're going to go ahead and cut that one for now. So we got three shows we're kind of started on. Well, I mean, if you want to do a little bit of reacting, um, Carrie did mention uh, Doctor Who, and uh, E. A. Colquitt mentioned Good Omens. So. Those are both 45-minute to an hour-long episodes. They're not the shorter variety, but 
you know, maybe we could consider doing one of those in the future. The Doctor Who one's a little tricky. Like, what episodes we'll want to do, because we've watched those a lot. So? What's your point there? Well, I don't know if we want to, like, try to begin in a place, or if we want to just pick ones we know are emotionally impactful that would be really fun to do. Specific episodes? Yeah. Maybe specific arcs. Okay, well, sometimes I mean that in the same way, yeah. It's just, it's, it's going to be hard for me to cut pieces off of the 10th Doctor or the 11th Doctor. Like, because... The 11th one specifically. And both of them have filler episodes. But, oh, like, yeah. I don't I don't like to cut any of that, if I'm being honest. Like, but you know me, I like to start at the beginning and go all the way to the end. Yeah. And so, like, even the fact that it's almost certain that we're going to cut the entire, you know... Chris Eccleston run the ninth doctor we're going to cut that whole season and not react to that you know the like, doing the end of that would be fine well the last yeah the, the last, last arc, episode the last the last episode or two of 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 nine I I don't mind so much I just I don't and I I I, I know that he's been in other movies that I did like him in but I didn't like Chris Eccle, Chris Eccleston as the doctor yeah, yeah. I, I like understand. him as an actor. I didn't like him as the doctor. And it's okay either way. You don't even have to like him as an actor. It's fine. Um, I mean, he he's a little brusque in a certain in a certain regard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what I didn't like about him as the doctor. And I and I feel bad because I know that Chris Eccleston had an actual conflict with the crew, with the people that were running the show. Right. And it led to it being cut short. And I don't know the details. I wasn't there. I think that they've, had, for the most part, let most of it be water under the bridge. Probably like. I don't know if anybody holds a hatchet for it, but, um, you know, it still sucks. But it's just the, co- the comparison of Chris Eccleston's doctor to David Tennant's doctor was so drastic. Well, and, and when I was watching it with Ghost years back, he pointed out that, like, that actually adds to the to the lore of it. Because Chris Eccleston's, like, his doctor was a doctor of the war. He had just changed yeah, yeah, yeah. from the war doctor into the, a new yeah. doctor, and 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 so that brusqueness was almost like it added to it was the a good, story. I, yeah, I, I see it as a good transition. Yeah, I see it as I a very good transition. I just don't like it, especially since I I've now been introduced <laughs> through seeing episodes to the war doctor. I don't know if you've gotten far enough to yeah, see yeah, the war I've, doctor. Yeah, yeah, I've seen the war yeah, doctor. Yeah, so like you know, I think that it was actually a pretty good uh, transition when you look at all of it. I do too. But um, I yeah. do too. Anyway, yeah. so. Anyway. That's Doctor Who stuff. Yeah. Um, we, we like Doctor Who. We might. I mean... It, Love some of that. So, the regular Magic High School erased um, sex education, and then possibly Doctor Who and possibly Good Omens. Having five series that we're potentially in the middle of is n- no more than that, is what I'm going to say. Like, I want to okay. finish some of these or cut, right. or cut them off of the list right. before we add more than that. Okay. If we're going to add both of those. Okay. And... I think we're going to make Doctor Who iffy and maybe I, I want to see good. O- I haven't seen any of good omens. Yeah. I want to watch season two with ghost before we do that one. So I'm, I'm really sorry, but go- good omens. I have to watch separately before we even come to this. I already started season one with ghost. Yeah. So it, it doesn't make sense I for me to bring it over cute. here. I think it's super cute that you want to continue to watch that with your partner like that. That's super adorable. <clears throat> so, so that one, that one we're going to have to wait on. I do want to get to it though. I really like the premise and it's got David Tennant in it. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he actually gets to have his own voice instead of the, the accented voice yeah, that yeah, he yeah. did in, in Doctor Who. So that's cool. Um, so yeah, 
We've got some stuff going on. I think that's probably enough. We'll just go ahead and probably end it there. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for coming along with us. We appreciate it. I hope you've enjoyed uh, the anime. I hope you've enjoyed us uh, talking about what it meant to us and, and everything. Uh, it was interesting. Interesting little little run. So um, I think that's it. So thanks again. And uh, I'm Eternally Mortal, and I hope you find smiles this day. And I'm the Accidental Monster. And instead of promoting us on Medium, which you can still find us on Medium, I'm going to now start promoting to Monster Alley or just MonsterAlley.com because I'm I'm going to be moving things so that it also like feeds out into the other things. And it's not quite ready to do that just yet, but I am in the transition of that. So we're gonna we're gonna put those both there. You can find us on Medium, but you can also go to monsteralley.com or more specifically tamonster.com. So like T-A-M monster.com. Either one. They both go to the same place. And uh, and you can find me and mortal and a bunch of other people that are awesome and amazing and epic absolutely and follow yourself always we'll see you next time bye